Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad you've joined us. No matter where you found us, Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, we are all there. And we are there because we want to bring you the amazing dental assistance, the latest information that helps you and your patients as well. And that's why we bring in experts in the industry and just overall darn good people like dental's pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Hey brother, how are you? I'm so glad to see you again, my friend. How are you doing? Dude, I'm good. I get to hang with you. Uh, I know our listeners love whenever you come on. And, you know, I, I it's a good day for me because I get to chat it up with you. So oh. let's talk about that oral systemic link. You know, I, I think sometimes people's eyes glass over whenever we start talking about the oral systemic link. And yet there keeps being more and more things brought out that prove how important it is. And, and you were just telling me about a study I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Absolutely. Hey, listen, man, it's a pleasure to be here. I love all the uh, people who listen to this podcast. They reach out to me, they ask me questions. And so I'm happy to do it, my friend. It's a, it's a real treat. And yes, I can understand why people's eyes glaze over <laughs> because how many times are we going to be hit over the head with oral systemic connection? I mean, right. We all get it, right? Right. At least we suspect it's there. I mean, we're still digging up more and more evidence on it, right? So, but this one, um, this was interesting because it was the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. And, and you know, I, I'm always scanning other journals outside of the world of dentistry for articles that pertain to dentistry. Love that. So that way, you know, I get the reverse angle. Like, you know, sometimes it's, uh, uh, you, see, uh, you see articles written in the, in the dental journals and they point to things we already know, and that's great and everything, but I want to be able to look outside of dentistry and see from a more objective viewpoint what everyone else sees as far as what could be related to dentistry. So when I saw this thing pop up in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology when it comes to heart failure and, and periodontal disease, I was all over it. So it was originally uh, published in July, earlier uh, this, this month, uh, July 6th. So it's brand spanking new. And uh, the it was highly viewed already online. And basically the, the premise was, you know, they believed that periodontal disease resulting from this inflammatory host response due to dysbiotic subgingival microbiota, which we all know, okay, has been linked to cardiovascular disease. Wonderful. But now we want to know what about its relationship to heart failure. Now, this is sometimes hard for us in dentistry because do we really know the difference between cardiovascular disease and heart failure? Aren't they one and the same? Why would they be different? Right. Right. So we want to know, okay, is, is periodontal disease related to heart failure and heart failure with, with reduced ejection fraction, which is really a, a cause of death for a lot of folks, uh, unfortunately, and even heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. So you can have multiple types of heart failure. Okay. So let's get to the methodology, right? That's where I always start first before I even think about saying, Hey, Kevin, we got to do this. I want to make sure I vet the data. So it's 6,000 participants. It's a pretty big sample okay, size. That's right? good. Yeah, absolutely. All of them with a mean age of about 63 plus or minus six years. So they're, they're you know, they're folks my age, I, almost. I, I, I know. I don't, I don't like thinking about those types of studies anymore. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. But anyway. Me too. It seemed <laughs> so far in the distance. And now it's like, wait a minute. I think I went to school. When I was exactly. <laughs> So, okay, so they, they, take a, they take a look at these 6,700 patients, 63 uh, years plus or minus six years, and they all have full, uh, do a full mouth periodontal examination, okay? 
And then they follow up and they say, in total, 1,178 incidences of hard fire cases occurred in this group of 6,700 wow. uh, over a median of 13 years. Now, uh, of the cases there for now, okay, so there's 1,178 cases, but what caused the heart failure? Was it they were riding a bike? With, you know, 59% of them had periodontal disease. Wow. And 18% of them had period that was so bad they, they were edentulous. So that's, the study said that, yeah. Yeah, that's something that, that, I mean, that kind of stops me in my tracks right there. That is, that's a significant number. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and so they said periodontal disease was associated with increased risk of, of, of other heart failures we just talked about as well. So whether it had a, an effect on ejection fraction or not. And and so then the backwards view of it was, okay, what about those people that are dentulous? It's really hard to know once they're dentulous if they had perio or not. We could assume they did. But now that they're already dentulous, Technically, they wouldn't have significant periodontal disease. Would their periodontal disease now be something to worry about? And they said even edentulism as a whole, meaning whether or not you had periodontal disease in the past or now, was associated with an unfavorable change uh, and more than likely an increased risk of C-reactive protein, which is another thing we get hit over the head with all the time as well. It, it is, but I, I think that's a really important point that you just made because I think a lot of time we have these edentulous patients that come into the dental practice and we treat them maybe a little bit differently and for good reason. But we still have to remember that there are things like this that are being shown in science where we have to remind them that even though their oral health has changed, there are some things that haven't. Exactly. But and and this goes back to, you know, everything if you follow the think tanks in dentistry, you know, you know how we've been talking about this triad between periodontal disease, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes all linked together. But again, I like the study because it moved beyond that. It was really studying heart failure. Now you might say, well, I don't care about heart failure, Viola. what's the big deal? You know, it, it's, it's a necessary outcome of cardiovascular disease, but not necessarily. That was the thing about this study. Not everyone who had heart failure had significant cardiovascular disease where they would have developed heart failure on their own. Hmm. That's interesting. So, you know, it, and it's, it's interesting to me that I, again, I think we've kind of glossed over a little bit the diabetes, the cardiovascular disease, and there are those patients that come in and, well, they're not flossing. And, you know, we kind of shrug our shoulders. And, and I think that every time one of these studies comes out, I hope that that's a red flag out there that we can't just shrug our shoulders in the practice. We still have to keep saying, here's the importance of it. Here's why you need to do it, Right. Well, exactly, my friend. And that's why your podcast, this podcast, what you do for a living, Kevin, is so valuable to this profession. Because if you're an assistant or a hygienist listening to this podcast right now, this may be the first you've heard of this yeah. stuff. You may not even realize it was even out there because it's not something that hits the mainstream with us. I just happen to find it because I do that kind of stuff all the time. I'm always reading and researching. But, but if you're a regular, you know, average hygienist who goes to work every day, does their job, you know, does their job very well and, and doesn't really get the kind of emails I get, you may have never even heard of this. And, and that's one thing I, I know I've told you in the past, but I want to tell our listeners as well, is that we have had assistants reach out and say, I heard about this study whenever you and Tom were talking on the podcast and I actually mentioned it to one of my patients. And that's the thing is let, let us arm you with that education that you can then take to your patients. And, and certainly we can put a link to the study. We can, we can do all those things, but just for you to have that knowledge, to talk to them, it, it's so valuable and so important today. 
And that's what I say all the time. I, and you and I have talked about this a bunch of times where I talk to hygienists and assistants and dentists and I say, you save lives. You don't even realize the lives you save because it's the little things you mentioned during the appointment. Like, hey, I just heard about this study that said periodontal disease was, is linked to heart failure. You know, I, I just did a perio probing. Your pocket depth has increased in some of these locations. You know, this is a good sign that you've got periodontal disease. You realize that this can have effects on your systemic health. Now's our time. Let's get on it right away. Let's get you scheduled for more frequent recalls. Let's get this under control, more flossing, more brushing, you know, whatever the, the parameters we give them. But overall, we want to impress on them. And it's not just affecting their oral health. It's affecting their overall health. You know, and, and you put it so succinctly just right there. And, and I think so often in the dental industry and dental practices, we try to make it so complicated. That little just step by step by step that you just mentioned right there is something that even if you're running behind, even if you feel the crunch on the, the schedule, that's important to mention right there and plant that seed. I'm telling you, buddy, I tell my, my students all the time, I teach at dental schools and hygiene schools and assistants, and I tell them all the same thing. T take those few, take those, you know, I like to say you've got so many minutes in an appointment. You've got so many words that will come out of your mouth, right? And whatever, whatever number that is, make that number of words come out of your mouth. Make those minutes you spend talking to the patient count. We all like to talk about what we did for summer vacation and what our kids are up to, but take that time to, to educate the patients and give them information that you just found out. And they leave the office and they think. Yes. And so you don't maybe see the, the direct results right away, but indirectly, they're thinking about what you said. They go make an appointment with their doctor. Another life saved as far as I'm concerned. You know, and, and, and I love that point because there are people like me. My personality is if you tell me, oh, you've got to do this right now, I'm going to back off. I don't like to be pressured. I don't like to be pushed. But I guarantee you after I leave the practice, I'm going to think about, well, gosh, should I call them back later and make that appointment? How, you know, so get those wheels turning. I think it's so vital. You know, what's really helpful, too, is the fact that as dental professionals, people don't look to us for this kind of information. So what's ironic is when we, you do say it, it makes them take a second look like, wait a minute, why would the dental hygienist, the assistant, the dentist be saying this stuff? It must be pretty important. Yeah. I, I never would never have expected that from them. And so even though we're not considered, quote unquote, cardiovascular experts, if we talk that talk, people are going to walk the walk. And, and Tom, I'm going to say that even though we absolutely should be sharing this with their patients, first thing we ought to do is be sharing this with everybody in the practice so that if I'm an assistant and I mention this, I know the doc's got my back if the patient turns to him or her and say, what do you think about that? Oh, I could tell you so many stories about hygienists and, and assistants who contacted me and said, you know, Viola, thanks a lot. I followed your advice. I told the patient something. The patient walked right out of my laboratory, right over to the dentist and challenged the dentist and said, why did the hygienist just say this to me? Yeah. Why did the assistant just say this to me? So it is a team and you're right. And we got to have everybody on board so that, you know, we reinforce that information all the time. So let's talk perfect world here real quick. So they've just heard a great piece of information. And again, we're going to give you a way to find this piece of information. Do they then take it to the rest of the team before they ever mention it to a patient? Just to make it's sure gotta, everybody's got the back? Okay. It's got to be that way. You've got to approach every interaction with patients as a team effort. It, and, and unless you're going to spend the whole appointment talking about summer vacations and what your kids do, you know, if you're going to talk about clinical stuff, you got to get your doc and your an assistant, everyone on board at the same time. So that's all, we're all nodding our heads at the same time. When you're saying something, we're all right behind you, nodding our heads saying, yes, that's exactly right. And that, that, that's impactful. I love that. And, and I, and I will tell you a true story here. My, my mom is in her late seventies. 
diabetes. We've talked about her on the podcast before. And one of the things that drives me nuts is her son is whenever she goes to the doctor and all she tells me afterwards is how great his grandkids are doing and where they went fishing. And I'm just like, I love the social aspect, but you went there for a reason, you know, and I think we've got to remember that as dentists as well, is that it's a lot easier for us to talk about weekend plans, but this is the stuff that we have to talk about with our patients. And let's face it, as much as I love to support everyone in, in the dental office, the dentist ultimately is the leader of every office, sure. the person who supervises and authorizes the work. And so you've got to have that team effort. We, we got to make sure the dentist is always on board so that not only are we following some type of social order, but also following the chain of command. You know, we want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And that way, if you brought this information to your dentist and your dentist said, listen, I don't think that's something we should be talking about. Well, bring those patients to me and I'll talk to them. That's fine. I don't really care. That's not an ego thing. Get the information to the patient, however necessary. Absolutely. And and I think that we've got to look at ourselves as the conduits of that information. But again, it takes knowing the information to even get to that point. And that's why I love having you on here. So, so big takeaway from today, obviously a very important study, but also just yeah. as important that it's not something you go, oh, that's cool. And you shake your head. You've got to take that next step and do something with it now. And I'll, I'll share a secret with you, buddy, as well. And I'm sure you've said this many times. When you're the hygienist or the assistant, you bring this information to the dentist, you're valuable. Yeah. You became valuable to that person quickly. And that person could look to you for more information like this. So why not prove your value? That's job security in my mind. That's that's a, such a great point. And, and absolutely. And, you know, we know in today's dental offices that, that hiring is so important. Keeping your team is so important. But bringing the information is just as important as anything that goes on today is keeping on track of what's going on and making sure that you have the latest information. And Tom, that's why we love you. And I want to make sure our listeners know how to get a hold of you as well as learn more, because I know we've just scratched the surface on this topic. It's always the same. There's never enough time. There's right? not. We could do a two-hour podcast. I think we'd still right. have plenty to talk about. That's exactly right. That's pharmacology, man. That's why I have no hair left in my head because I, I can't fit any more up there. Uh, uh, tell, tell anybody who wants to reach out to me. They can certainly find me. Uh, my website's tomboyola.com because I don't have a creative bone in my body, so that's the best name I could come up with. And uh, my all my social media is pharmacology declassified. Uh, which if you if you search my name or search pharmacology classified you'll find me there uh instagram and facebook and so on and and you know visit my blog it's on my website visit uh, i'm going to be starting up uh some other new uh information on my website pretty soon uh places you can go to find some quick tidbits you know videos and things i've done in the past so yeah check out my website uh even take a course if you want for continuing education credits available to you or check me out on social media please follow me i would love to be able to have some significant bragging rights amongst other speakers, if I got some more followers. So yeah, please follow me on uh, on uh, Instagram because I think that'd make me happy and my and my daughter happy. I don't know what it means. My daughter keeps telling me it's important. <laughs> you know, mine keeps telling me that too. It's funny how that works, isn't it? So, hey, before I let you go, you know, one thing that I, I always emphasize is whenever you have Tom Viola on your speaking schedule, you need to go listen to Tom speak. And so where are some places, I, I know uh, later this week, uh, as we record this, Under One Roof is coming up. You're going to be at that. Where are some other spots down the road that where you're going to be? Because I know you are all over the place as this year goes along. Thank you, but no, listen, I'm so excited to be at RDH in the one roof. I just love being with the hygienists. I love being able to talk to them. They come up to me and they give me, you know, all this information that they learn from me. And it just, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I, I, this is the reason why I do what I do, right? Because they tell me the good stories about positive interactions they have with their patients. 
I'm going to be at AGD, ironically, next week, also in Orlando, also at that same hotel. So <laughs> You just will stay, man, I tell you. I, I was thinking, I might as well stay. I mean, yeah, no, I can't make that fly. But uh, so the Academy of General Dentistry annual session, I'll be there in Orlando as well. And then later in the year, I'll be at the ADA, the American Dental Association's uh, meeting uh, in Houston. So, yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. And, uh, you know, Greater New York at the end of the year. Nice. And I'm sure I'm leaving out a bunch in the middle there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you if you want to find me, check out my website. I've got everything posted there. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned ADA because one thing that is going to happen at SmileCon is that this podcast will be part of Podcast Alley there during ADA in Houston. Whoa. So I will be there. And, Tom, let's just plan on you and I doing a live podcast at SmileCon because I think uh, it would be great to have some of those assistants that are coming to the Lone Star State and to that meeting uh, join us to learn, uh, you know, to learn a little bit more and, and hopefully get to say hi to you in person. I would absolutely love that. If anybody's listening now and you plan on going to SmileCon, please come and see me. And if I'm with Kevin, please come over and say hi to both of please. us. And uh, please don't mention or don't notice the fact that I may have brought a beverage for Kevin <laughs> along with me because we keep promising each other we're going to buy us each other a beverage. And <laughs> that could well happen. You know, I, I hear there are beverages in Houston, so it could. Uh, this is what I've heard it, too. It could well happen, but I am super excited about ADA. Not only are you going to be there, it'll be a great meeting, and and to be able to do this podcast. I, I sincerely do thank ADA for understanding, hey, assistance in podcasts, that's important. So Absolutely. I'm excited yeah. to be there. So Tom, here, thank you, my friend. You, you made a difference today. And, and uh, that's one of the biggest compliments I can ever play you, brother. Hey, buddy, you make a difference every day. How about that? I, I'm inspiring to be you. Thank you so much for what you do, man. Well, thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. You know, we, we bring folks like Tom on because they've got the information that you need, your patients need. Now it's up to you. What are you going to do with what you heard today? We're going to make sure we get the link from Tom. We're going to make sure that we share it with you so you don't have to go searching for it. But you've got to take that next step to protect your patients. And as Tom said, make yourself even more valuable to the practice. But until this next time here on the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, this is Kevin Henry signing off. And as always, a reminder, together we rise.